Hey, and welcome to the Dr. Nicolia Show, where we talk about living intentionally and by design in all things related to the subconscious mind. Every single Tuesday, I release a new episode where we talk about in-depth topics to help you bridge the gap from where you are to where you want to be. I'm so excited that you're here with me. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another Transformational Tuesday with me. And today we're going to be talking about something that has been really on the internet quite a bit lately. When the pandemic first began, I started to see the phrase toxic positivity, and I didn't really understand it, but it really, really picked up a lot of traction in 2020 because of the pandemic. And then it carried into 2021, here we are, because there was a lot of guilt around people dealing with heavy emotions in a rough season. And so today I wanna talk about toxic positivity, what it is and how you can avoid using it with yourself and with other people. So if you're new to the concept or phrase um, or verbiage of toxic positivity, simply put, Toxic positivity is that belief that no matter how dire, difficult, or overwhelming or frustrating a situation is, people should maintain a positive mindset at all times. So you might hear someone say, don't worry about it. It could be worse. Don't be so negative. Just look on the bright side. Or what's my, oh, my favorite. Everything happens for a reason. It'll all work out. Don't worry about it. You know, like these are the phrases that we're hearing. And this may come from a well-meaning family member or friend, or this may come from a meme that someone shares with you on social media. The truth is we see toxic positivity all the time, but we have normalized it. If you think about it, when you run into somebody that you haven't seen for quite some time, you're like, hey, how are you? How have you been? They always respond, good, good. No, even if they're having an awful time, even if they're having an awful day, we're, I'm guilty of it, you're guilty of it. When you run into someone because it feels impolite to lay all your problems or burdens on someone right there in the moment. And this is a pure example of how society has programmed us to incorporate toxic positivity into every single thing that we do. The reason that it's coined toxic positivity is because many people who feel or deal with heavy emotions often feel this sense of shame or embarrassment for feeling the way that they do when people make comments like this, right? When they're like, don't worry about it. It'll get better. All things work out, right? This is, it makes you feel guilty for dealing with those emotions. And then in turn, you begin to judge yourself for feeling the pain, for feeling the sadness, for feeling the jealousy or whatever other emotion that's a normal part of our human experience, which then in turn leads to what is referred to as secondary emotions, the, the guilt, the shame, those kind of feelings. Then the worst part is those emotions actually end up distracting you from the overall situation, the overall emotion or the overall problem. And it's because of that, that we don't have space to really heal those emotions, that we don't create space for that self-care, that self-love, that self-compassion, which all of this, digging deep and healing those emotions and creating a safe space for yourself to feel, those are all vital components to your overall mental health. So it's important to understand that when people are saying this, they're not thinking about it all the way like that. They're not like, yep, I'm going to destroy so-and-so's mental health by telling them a toxic positivity statement. That's not at all what they're doing. Toxic positivity actually comes from a place of caring. A lot of times when I did a lot of like grief work, I would see toxic positivity. And the reason people would do it is because they didn't know the right thing to say. So nine times out of 10, when someone is responding with a comment that could be considered toxic positivity, 
it's because they just don't know what to say and they don't want to say the wrong thing. And so we have these phrases that we kind of stamp on to everything. So typically it's important to understand that these people mean well, but a lot of times they can often downplay the emotions that you're feeling with. Here's the thing. Many people ask me, I can't tell you how many times people ask me like, well, what am I supposed to do? And it's interesting because for me, since I've been trained as a counselor, I've been trained as a coach, I've worked with people in some of the most traumatic scenarios or circumstances. I've been trained to learn how to respond, but even I myself struggle with thinking about how to respond. And I always tell myself, like, if I don't know how to respond, just holding space is valuable, right? Just being there, just letting them know you're there is valuable. But for some people that can make them really uncomfortable. So what I wanna do is I want to give you tangible strategies that you can use instead of falling back into those, you know, cliche, one size fits all, toxic positivity statements, okay? So if someone is dishing toxic positivity to you, let's start with that. We'll talk about, let's break down how you can respond. So. The first thing is to remember, we're all victim to to this, right? We all have used toxic positivity at some point or another in our life because honestly, this is what we're taught to do. So recognizing that this, this is their best effort in providing them grace. So don't be like, you're such a jerk. Like, I just lost my job and you're telling me everything's gonna be okay. Don't understand that it's genuinely coming from a place of compassion, a place of caring. The second step is to give yourself permission to not be okay. We have to stop telling ourselves or falling under this misconception that we always have to be okay. It is okay to not be okay. Your feelings, your situations, your circumstances, none of that defines you. So take some time to process the emotions that you're feeling from a place of grace. And you know what? I'm allowed. This is a human experience. We are supposed to feel a wide range of emotions. So tell yourself, it's okay that I'm feeling this emotion. But look at it from a place of a gentle observer. What can you learn from this emotion? What is this emotion teaching you? Where are you not healed? Emotions show us places where we haven't necessarily been healed all the way. So there's a lot to learn in your emotions if you give yourself permission to dig deep. So review and process those emotions when you tell yourself it's okay to not be okay, but dig deep. And from a place of grace and from a place of compassion and love and understanding, dig deep about into those emotions. Acknowledge how you feel in all of your emotions, whether they're good, bad, beautiful, ugly, or in between. When you avoid how you feel, actually what ends up happening is you prolong the discomfort. So allow yourself to dig deep with those emotions. One thing that I always recommend for my clients is journaling. Journal those deep emotions. Journal the situations you're dealing with. Process that because there's actually some brain imaging research studies that have been done that show that when you put your feelings in words, you put your feelings into words, onto paper, and you really just like get them from your, you know, your head into your, your mouth and express them, whether it's on paper or whether you're talking it out, it actually can reduce the overall intensity of those emotions. So it is so important. And then on the flip side, when you don't, this is why we have mental breakdowns. The mental breakdown may look like you um, screaming. It may look like you crying. It may look like fits of anger. It may look like you isolating. The reason people have these responses is because they're hoarding these emotions that eventually become extremely toxic and extremely overwhelming. Think about it. Still water becomes toxic. Water is still. That's why in nature it moves down streams. 
because it needs to flow. It's the same thing with these emotions. They need to move out of our body because to carry that heavy energy is extremely, extremely toxic. Okay. So remember just processing and getting them out, turning those thoughts and emotions into words is so healthy. The third step, if someone is dishing toxic positivity out to you is to take care of yourself. So it's not about self-care in the sense of like, oh, I'm going to take a nice bath and paint my fingernails. That self-care is great, but that's more surface level. When you're thinking about really taking care of yourself below the surface, it's going to involve some of those those healing modalities, right? Doing that inner child healing, hiring a counselor, meditating, being giving yourself permission to be still with those thoughts that you try to run from or avoid. This, again, gives you uh, the ability to reduce the intensity of them and to really be able to heal them moving forward. So again, if someone is dishing toxic positivity to you and you're dealing with something very overwhelming and just wanting that that support, recognize they're doing their best with what they're saying. Most people don't even understand how hurtful these statements can be, even if they've experienced it themselves, right? The second thing is no, it's okay to not be okay. Give yourself permission to not be okay. And then finally, take care of yourself. This is so, so, so important. Really do that deep work to heal those parts of yourself, all right? Then on the flip side, if you're tempted to give toxic positivity, a toxic positivity statement to someone else and you're like, oh, I don't know what to say in this situation, I want to walk you through how to handle it. Because let's be honest, we all come into situations where it's like, I don't know what to say. I remember um, in my old school building, my principal lost his dog that he had for like 12 years or something obscene. I don't even remember how many years it was, but it was forever. And I never, I never, I had lost a pet when I was a kid, but I was too young to really remember it. But I didn't say like, it's all going to be okay. I can only imagine that was like his dog was his best friend. He would talk about the walks he would take and the things he would do. And so a lot of times if we haven't experienced something, we are tempted to fall into those toxic positivity statements because they, they feel safe. They feel like that stamp that we know, oh yeah, this should work, the stamp of approval. But really there's a, there's a strategy for how we can support people without using those statements. So the first step is to remember this article, okay? Give yourself grace. If you're thinking back to a time that you gave toxic positivity, and you're beating yourself up, remember, we're all guilty of using it at one time or another. We're actually conditioned to do it, right? Like I told you, when you run up to people and you say, how are you? And they say good, even though they may not be good. We're conditioned or programmed to do this. So the best thing to do is to remember this article and to notice where you feel tempted to use it. That is a instant and clear sign of a shift that you're creating for yourself. So remember this article and focus on where you feel tempted to lean into that toxic positivity. The next step is to listen and validate how other people feel. This is so important because remember, like I said, even if you don't have the right thing to say, that's totally okay. That's 100% okay to not have the right thing to say. But listening is so valuable because not enough of us do it, right? <laughs> we have one mouth and two ears for one reason. And I know you've heard this, but it's so important in this, in this context because we want to give them an answer with our words. But sometimes just being supportive is just listening and holding that space for them. The next step is to hold space and to validate what they feel. So you can do this in one of two ways, right? You can just hold space by just simply being there and holding that space and, and, and supporting them by listening. Or you can hold space by validating what it is that they feel. You can say, even though I have not gone through that same situation as you, know that I'm holding space, know that I care, know that I can see why you may feel that way. This lets them know that you care and that you truly desire to be there. 
Even better yet, if you can't find the words, here's a great statement. You can say, I don't know what to say. How can I support you? I cannot tell you how many times I've used that. And even as I say it, I'll think of things or they'll think of things to tell me that I even take it a step further to be able to support them. But creating that safe space for you to be able to, again, have them feel heard and held is so important in a world where our emotions are, we, we get this image or this impression that our emotions or our feelings and things that we're dealing with are toxic or negative or bad. So here's the thing. Toxic positivity is often subtle and honestly, non-intentional. The truth is we have all engaged in this type of thinking and behavior and responses at one point or another. But by really understanding, learning and recognizing it, you can make those shifts to rid yourself of this type of thinking and this type of responding. All right. Remember, it is okay to not be okay. It's okay for you not to be okay. It's okay for other people not to be okay as well. So what I challenge you to do moving forward is I challenge you to strive to not only give yourself, but other people permission to truly feel. And when you do this, understand that that's an amazing blessing for both you and that other person as well. If you're dealing with just difficult emotions in this season, um, I know that it's been a lot <laughs> like it. This has been such a rough year. Um, you know, 2020 was rough and then it felt like 2021 came back and put a wig on and was like, hey, I'm 2020 still here, still, you know, on and popping. I still got some things for you. It felt rough. Right. And we're all still recovering from it as a collective, as a whole. And so if you're dealing with those overwhelming emotions and you're looking for support to really choose and prioritize your healing on a deeper level. I have a great thing for you. If you look in the show notes, you can get access to my free four day choose healing challenge where I literally support you through doing that deep inner work and choosing and prioritizing your healing. So use that link in the show notes. I look forward to seeing you there. And to everyone, I can't wait until next Tuesday for our next episode. I will check in and chat with you all super soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Dr. Nicole show today. If you enjoyed this episode or learned something new, I want to hear all about it. Your words and your feedback add so much value to this show. So here are three additional ways you can continue to support. First, leave a review. Your feedback helps me to show up and support you at a greater level. Two, Share, share, share. If you loved today's episode, take a screenshot or highlight your favorite quote that stood out to you and share it on your social media account. Be sure to tag me at Nicolia Williams. I love seeing you guys engaging in all your takeaways. Plus, every time you share this with someone, it gives you a chance to let them also enjoy the show as well. Three, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a single episode. I'll see you next week for another amazing episode of the Dr. Nicolia Show.